Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome to Never Stop Learning, the podcast. My name is Wes Carlson. I am your host. This is episode one. We're getting into it. Uh, I am starting this podcast because... God, like every conversation I've had in the past five years, I've felt like I wish I could go back and listen to as a podcast. I found a lot of value in listening to in-depth discussions and conversations between other people and and just listen to them. And so uh, I know that there's a lot of, of value and a lot of learning to be had uh, by by putting myself out into the ether, and uh, you know, also this is an opportunity for me to like spend some time talking about thinking about what I really care about, um, and the things that I'm not uh, educated in that I have a desire to learn. Um, you know, learning for me was. A school thing and so I'm developing a new relationship outside of school with developing skills learning wielding knowledge in the places that I feel it will benefit others that's what we're here to do and so that is why I'm here with you right now I don't think that I have some amazing value or advice to give to people but I know how to put together my thoughts and, you know, the way that conversation unfolds. uh, It's so genuine and powerful. I've been empowered by deep, important conversations. And so I hope that if, if uh, if you give the pod a listen, I think you will find some little gems, some nuggets of wisdom, some new perspectives that hopefully will help you in any type of way, whatever that looks like. Maybe on my 100th episode, you hear that one thing that's like, oh, hell yeah. But who knows, dude? I don't I don't have any expectations for you. Listen, don't listen. But I'm going to have these conversations and... I'm going to take on the responsibility of putting it into your phone. I can put my my voice into your phone, and uh, if you want to tune in, then that's your prerogative. But if I wasn't here having this conversation into a microphone, well, then it wouldn't be accessible to everyone. Um, and yeah, I, I also recognize that I have a lot of friends, a lot of people in my community, a lot of people that I want to learn from that will become accessible through podcasting. And not that I can't just go have conversations with my friends, obviously we can, but it can be difficult to sit down for an hour and a half and talk about real shit. So, uh... In this first episode that I have for you, it's a conversation between me and Sonny Maroney, my friend from Australia. And 
yeah, we're just like young dudes figuring out our lives, figuring out what drives us to uh, wield our artistic weapon, <laughs> right? To put effort towards art that we find valuable. Um, and that makes us happy. Like, I don't know, being here, sitting on my regular fucking chair in my room feels incredible right now because I know that I'm like hanging out with you. Ah, I'm like tearing up, bro. But yeah, tears, tears are my jam. So, um, but going to be a lot of tears on the pod. Um, going to be a lot of laughs, a lot of dope stuff. I don't even know. I cannot predict what will occur, but what I can do is promise that I'm not just, I don't know, promise what? I don't know. That I'll just try. <laughs> that I can do. I'm going to try. And already I'm seeing the fruits of this intention unfold, you know, ripen before my eyes. And I hope that uh, this this might be helpful for, for anyone listening. So, boom, there we are. My first intro. Yay, I did it. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. First episode one of Never Stop Learning with Sunny. Enjoy. There we are. Hello, everyone. Hello. What's up? So I think this is good because, you know, you and I don't really know each other very well. Um, so I think this is a great opportunity for us to share with each other while we're also sharing our shit to whoever happens to hear it, right? Like, exactly. for me, that's the cool thing about podcasts because I recognize in my own experience, there are many individual human beings whom I have listened to for hours and hours and hours and hours of my life who I don't know them, but they have greatly impacted me. Mm. And, you know, just like in the way that, you know, a conversation, which is what this is going to consist of, what it does consist of, yeah. is valuable in its own right for the two, three individuals who are in it. And so to be able to give other people the fly on the wall perspective, to be able to extract whatever type of value they might hear. Uh, yeah, my friends, you know, I've been like a conversationalist for a very long time. <clears throat> and like, you know, even through live streaming, this was kind of like a test of like, yo, Wes, like, okay, I've been doing a lot of different stuff that I love, but like, it's like, I've always wanted to like do more or create a bigger circle. Mm. But like you were saying, you know, it became very easy to be stuck in like the, I'm a student mindset, right? That's mm. what most of my life has been. Yeah. And so that there's a lot of work, right? And so <laughs> I was constantly living between like, oh, the shit I have to do. And then the shit I I'm going to do to avoid doing the stuff I have to do or like procrastinate or like you were saying, come home, flip on some anime, play some video games, 
Yeah. And it's yeah. like, I could recognize that in a way that's enjoyable. But when that becomes like the baseline or like the thing that I do the minute I walk in my front door, I flip on my light, I turn on my Xbox, right? Like, and I think that routine can become a thing that uh, without intention and like care to make sure that that routine is giving me something that I actually value and not just the way things are. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to actually, like you said, the alignment of both you and I being like, you know, we need that first episode, right? We need to break that seal. <laughs> like go out there and make the first step. And yeah, like I definitely agree. I've seen that in my life uh, in, in the way that habits and routine has become at one point it was completely enjoyable and I'd get uh, just like experiences that I cherish even to this day. But now as I've grown and developed and learned new things and as I'm moving into a new phase of my life um, and, you know, the different influences in my life and uh, just different priorities as well and things that I want to experience now, I have to let go of those old routines that mm-hmm. used to once serve me, but now don't serve me at all. Like I don't get anything out of them and now it's not appealing and it's like I'm just doing it but it's more taken out of me than it is giving to me. So I think that's mm. what for me this is as well, this podcasting. It's like I get to, this is, it's like a place for me to express myself, my ideas, my beliefs, to have conversations with people like you're saying, to fly on the wall for people to listen in and extract on these conversations. Because, you know, like just starting a podcast, I realized that it's literally just people talking to each other that's that's what a podcast is right and and it's so entertaining when you find an interesting podcast and because you can take so much from conversation mm-hmm. take so much from the human interaction right yeah. And, um, yeah so yeah it's important for me as well in in my on my path I suppose. yeah well <clears throat> i mean yeah like we've seen little moments of like putting yourself out there are just are how you know you progress on the path right like i don't know have you ever uh heard of gary v no no cool um he's kind of big on social he's like an entrepreneur type um but he kind of got into like the media world a few years ago because he hired someone to follow him around with a camera every moment every day and like vlog his entire work life was it was he starting off vlogging or did he no so so he developed like a wine company and then transitioned into like starting a media company right so basically he has this persona that he puts out on social on all platforms where basically he's like look people are out there not pursuing their happiness because they are worried about what other people think. Right. So so he's talking about a lot of different aspects of that, which is like, my parents want me to do X, but I don't, you know, and his thing would be, I know that you love your mom, but like, 
you don't want to be 50 years old resenting your mom because you did the thing she wanted you to do instead of following your passion back yeah, when you were yeah. 20. Definitely. He's like, your mom might hate that you're going to do this right now. But he's like, let's play the long game. Like, first of all, your mom does want to see you happy, though right now she can't see that that's where you're headed, perhaps. Yeah. Right. And like, and then also, like, one thing that has really helped me, and it's, you know, on my mind as we're talking, which is like, you know, he's kind of gotten into the world of like lots of like, social media influencers follow him and stuff right wanting to get the followers and all that type of stuff right that's a there's a big wave of at least to me what kind of seems like vapid you know i need that million followers so i can sell my whatever right and I, that makes sense and also gary v is giving this advice out of like a business mindset like Hey, you want to grow your business? Here's yeah. your social media strategy. Like helping independent uh, kind of uh, self-employment, self-employment. Yeah, yeah, totally. And how to leverage the platforms that are that have the attention right now. Yeah. But one of the things that he says to a lot of people is, "Hey, you want to make good content, and you don't know what that looks like for whatever you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Start with, uh, oh, what's the word? Um, like." capturing or just like mm -hmm. recording your story like you don't know what you're doing right say that yeah yeah right? like don't pretend like you are going to give the advice to the followers because you want to have that persona of whatever being a mentor or an influencer mm. like capture it like what you're doing and what we would want to put on social media is in some ways a story that we hope other people will resonate with, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And like, yeah, because I think for me, one of the reasons that I had always held off on, you know, pressing play on a fucking podcast episode was because I'm like, I would get in my head about, well, what do I have to offer? Or I don't yeah. know what advice I could give, right? I think- sure, Exactly. I, I, I was experiencing the same thing. Like I, I just in the shower today, you know, I'm thinking because when I'm in the shower, it's like a space for my thoughts to come in and stuff. And I get to kind of a clear mind and I can think of really cool stuff. And then, you know, and, and I'm thinking about, you know, I want to make a podcast episode. It'd be so cool. But then I get start thinking about, okay, I'm going to say this and that and that. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, but hold up a second. I'm getting out of the shower and I'm like, gonna make this podcast episode but then i get a bit anxious because i'm like but what am i gonna say uh -huh. is it gonna work out you know do i, I want to teach these things to people but then it's like hold up I'm, I'm just getting started and then i might forget that those things and say like oh shit i have nothing to say mm -hmm. and then be like fuck <laughs> well sorry but you know there it goes yeah yeah but and yeah, i think it's, it's sorry it's yeah it's like starting with that just you know where where you're at just going with okay this is where i am and because that's where it flows that's where you get the flow going it's it's when you just start at where you are and you just let it come through yeah exactly you know like i could sit down and be like what are we gonna do and then like like you said in the shower like 
like a script will like cross my head and and there's that part of me that's like oh shit maybe i should write this down like what yep. if i don't remember that oh this was good like and so for me that is a skill and like a relationship with how i put together my thoughts that i've been developing through my practice of freestyle rapping mm. for like 10 years now right and uh you know that's it's so funny because that was something that always was a little bit on the periphery of my life because it was like a hobby and it was like a thing I liked to do when I would smoke weed with my friends. And like mm -hmm. now after that, right? Because what else in my life have I been doing like regularly for 10 years that I love? Right. Freestyle rapping? Yeah, like that's the thing. Otherwise, like I've been a student, I've had a job, I've had friends, like all that stuff is like good and it's been valuable for my life. But again, like it took me and, and you know, I'm still wrapping my head around like, hey, Wes, like you're not a freestyle rapper. Like this has been the avenue in which you've developed skills that I now can take and apply to so many areas of my life, you know? Yeah. And, and just from freestyle rapping or from all the other things that you've experienced as well? I mean, that really has been the core because what that allowed me to explore was like how I think on my feet, how I react to things on the fly, right? How I can live my life without a fucking script. Like I walk around with an empty notebook because I'm more like on my game when I'm reacting just like fully as me without mm -hmm. kind of a separate agenda. Yeah. Right. I like, I find it uh, same with me as well, except I think it's such a good idea to have something that you can, um, that really brings you into that, into that moment of being in the present and not needing to rely on something. Mm -hmm. um, that you've made or prepared because if you're completely reliant on that thing, right, you're not open to the other possibilities that mm -hmm. um, are just coming through right now. And that's where all the good stuff is. And that's, that's also something for me, like I don't have many tools to get in the present moment. I think like that, like freestyle rapping is for you. I think for me, the only thing that I I've ever like that I've had sorry, in the past, like that I've been using and been doing is just kind of, um, just centering my attention like inside my body kind of and just centering myself a little bit mm -hmm. and and not operating from my mind, just kind of operating more from how I'm feeling. And then not thinking about it. Just kind of letting go of all the thoughts. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, you know, gonna listen and then see what comes through, see what I wanna say, see what I'm feeling, and then kind of revolve my words around that feeling. Yeah. Right. Yeah, very true. Like and that's like a type of inner listening that I think is hard for me to find because there's so many other distractions available at all times. Oh, of course. Yeah. You know, especially like, you know, right now I'm living with some roommates and like I'm experiencing energy that's not mine and so you know i'm watching myself be like okay you know if i walk in the house and i had plans to go do whatever but then 
everyone's hanging out watching TV. Right. Well, then all of a sudden, two hours later, I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck, I, I wanted to go do that thing, which is okay, right? Like, I love to spend time with my community, um, but it's easy for me to, yeah, get caught up in other people's current. And I guess, like, you know, even through live streaming, it's been a big thing where I'm like, oh, I can create a current, too. Yeah. And like y'all are gonna get caught up with me, and this is gonna be like now we're like going down this river where it's like, hey, we don't have a script, but like you hopped on the boat, so let's vibe. <laughs> let's see what this boat takes us. Yeah. Let's see where this river is headed. Yeah. Um, and it's like, and the people that want to hop on that boat with you, that want to go down in the stream that you're creating, they're gonna be the people that you know uh, are good for you in that moment. Some people will stick mm. with you, some people won't. And even if they're just coming in for one episode, they randomly see and that's the only episode they ever watch. And they only watch like three minutes of it. Mm -hmm. They enjoy that three minutes. And like, that was a good damn three minutes. I liked what I heard. But even if they didn't, and they're just like, you know, I got to experience something a little bit different. You know, that's that's a service in itself. That's kind mm. of like purpose to what we do as well when we're paving our own paths and, um, and kind of, and doing putting action into the intentions of what we want to create or what we want to do instead of just being like, all right, this is what other people are doing and then getting sucked into that and then neglecting what we wanted to do, which is, I definitely get that. Like I do that a lot as well. And they like with my mom or my brother or anyone that's in the house and, the, and they're doing something I'm like, Oh, you know, this is pretty chill. I'm just going to chill here now and do whatever I wanted to do a bit later. And then, you know, <laughs> like the days pass. I'm like, Oh, I didn't do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think finding a balance, <clears throat> right? I'm not going to be like, I'm doing my own thing. Mm. Because like, yeah, like, so I taught English in Thailand the past year. And right. uh, my roommate was such an amazing energy to have in my life because she was incredibly intentional about seeing her community like all the time for dinner every night or let's hang out on Saturday. Let's go like, come on over. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And I was just like, I was in her orbit. So I reaped all the benefits of her like intentional, like reaching out to the people that she loves. Yeah. And that really showed me like, oh my God, like, wow, I've spent a lot of nights sitting on my phone in my bed for hours when I could have sent out a text to one of my homies who was probably also just sitting at home alone, just hanging out. But like without that action that lifts the veil of the, the things that separate us from making that connection, yeah. like if neither of us ever send the text, then we're not going to hang out. Like, yeah. And yeah, like I've seen that and I'm, it was such a great experience living with her. And then, yeah, now I'm like more tuned into like, hmm, I don't want to be waiting around to see if mm. someone wants to do something. Like I can be the one to be like, hey. Yeah, you can initiate it. Yeah, we dude. Initiators. We don't have to just sit around and wait for things to happen. Yeah. We have, you know, we have the power to, to create things in our life. L literally just today I had an English exam, right? Mm -hmm. And 
one of the questions in it for like it was just like you could write a, in whatever form you want like imaginary persuasive or discursive and it was just it was like uh, life throws us like all the things that we need at the right time and i ended up writing about how we can either just sit there and let fate or like apparent fate or the wheels of life take mm -hmm. us on the journey without making any change into the direction we want to go or we can put our foot in the sand and be like yo i want to go to the beach today and when i go to the beach i want to make a sandcastle that's going to look like a mermaid mm -hmm. we can go and do that yeah have someone to invite us to go down to the beach and then they end up making like a sandcastle that we don't want to make but you know so yeah we have that power we have the the choice to create our lives <clears throat> those lives yeah yeah so so my podcast is called never stop learning oh, awesome. Awesome. and yeah like kind of behind that like i'm realizing that like learning for most of my life was a thing that i had to do in school right and in a way that kind of like turned me off to learning because i didn't like to sit in a classroom full of desks with a singular authoritarian type teacher ruling over the 30 other kids who were all my exact same age like i don't know just looking back at that now it's like yeah it makes sense why i just like skated through because i didn't nothing ever like called out to me or i also never really put enough of my own intention into any of my schoolwork to realize that i actually enjoyed it mm. and so yeah. That's the thing as well. You can enjoy schoolwork if you change the mindset to being like, yes. all right, do my best and I enjoy that feeling of doing my best and and learning by applying myself. But but it's like it's it's not an obvious choice to do. It's because the learning environment in schools, at least from my experience as well, is it's so constricting in the way that it's very um, uniform. It's very mm -hmm. like it's not flexible to every single person's interests and needs. And you know, it's not, it wasn't designed that way, right? Like it's yeah. the same schooling system they used like a hundred years ago or so to make factory workers. I know, dude, like, <clears throat> yeah, it's, <laughs> that, and that's the thing I always say. I'm like, this is for the factory workers, right? Like this is like government babysitting. Yeah, yeah, we need innovative minds nowadays. We're living in a world of innovation. And, and even just like creativity is a form of innovation in a way. You're creating things, applying your mind in certain ways. And if, if we learnt, I think if we learnt emotional intelligence, um, how to identify your emotions, you know, how to deal with them as well, and learn actual skills like life skills, how to deal with life itself, how to deal with the grand questions of life, which can bring dreadful existentialism into your life and then you can be like shit i don't have meaning <laughs> but <laughs> we'll deal with that as well in schools because school has so much potential uh -huh. the place for learning and education like how many areas of life are there for education that you can be educated on right and when you only ever 
are thrown into like a couple couple of areas. Yeah, really totally. great. Yeah, and 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 I think like, I mean, dude, even just I don't know, seven eight months into reading tarot, like oh, yeah. that has helped me so much. Look at my own emotions. Look at my own shit. Like, mm. and yeah, like something that you were saying earlier reminded me of meditation, which is like, you know, when I was teaching in Thailand, I would most of the classes that I taught, I would have my students do four minutes of meditation at the beginning of each class. Yeah, that's awesome. Right, like yeah. I, I chose four minutes because five minutes they were like, no, right? And, and it was just funny because yeah, dude, is is like, I get it. I feel that same way. Be like, really meditate, boring. <laughs> uh, and so obviously they were like 10, so whatever like they're gonna do what i tell them to do but then it was like i was hearing them verbalize all of my own like internal resistance to like carving out that type of time for myself right, right. it's so funny yeah yeah it's funny it just the world finds a way to reflect the way that you see the world onto oh you God. just to yeah. be like just to be like yeah, yeah. If you if you okay, if you give yourself the time to just be like, okay, this is in my current sphere of life, this is the the things that I can focus on or the things that I'm I'm challenged with that I want to develop and learn and grow through. Mm -hmm. If you have those in your mind and you kind of keep them in like the lessons that you're learning and, and where you are at the moment and look for the signs and the synchronicities and the things that people say that actually solve and answer the questions that you're wondering about for wherever you are at the, in the present moment, then literally like so many times a day, there's people and signs and things just going on, reflecting the things that you're wondering about that you yeah. pick up. Maybe, maybe it's a thing of it's just like, there's everything, everyone, you just pick up on the things that you want to see or if it's just- I think so. I think so. Like, that's so funny, right? The things that we're tuned into, like if I see, uh, bright green car then i'll see a few others in the next two days or whatever right like i love uh what's the word like coincidence or uh jinx do you know jinx yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah, jinx is so funny to me because it literally all it is is just your attention is pointed here a little bit more than it would be What's the jinx? What's the jinx in um in the way that you understand it? Because here it's like, if you say something like, "I'm not gonna get my hair cut," and then you're like, "Oh, jinx that," because then you might get your hair cut, and you don't want that to happen. That's how, that's my understanding of it. But is that different? Wait, say that again. Jinx is it's like you say jinx when you don't want something to happen. Or no, actually no, jinx isn't that. No, it's touch wood. Jinx is like when two people say something at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So we have that. We have that where we both said trumpet, and then we said jinx. Yeah, 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 yeah. The same. That's right. jinx. So, yeah, yeah. Right. right. So, I'm jinx in this other way as referring to. So here's an example of the way that I have seen it a lot is like when me and my friends would be watching a basketball game, like homie would hit three threes in a row, and then we'd be like, he's on fire. And then he would miss the next one. And so uh, we would say, we jinxed him. 
Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because we pointed out how he was hitting them and then he missed it. Or we'd be like, oh, he was, he's bricking them. And then he would hit one and we'd be like, we jinxed his ass. Yeah, no, it's the same thing. We got it. It's universal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, <clears throat> so yeah, jinx to me is just, it's like, it's literally like the exact same uh, feeling or way of bridging things that are seemingly unrelated. It's the mm -hmm. same as tarot to me. Right, where it's like, the only reason I think it's jinx is because we said this thing and then something else happened. Mm. We're like, if that thing happened by itself, we don't give a fuck. Yeah, exactly. But right. it's because we, before it happened, placed our attention in this particular spot that now anything revolving around this thing holds jinx in it, right? Where it's like, Damn, I pulled the fucking pay or the knight of uh, pentacles the other day. And I was yeah. just seeing so many like little things which are not related to the knight of pentacles. But my head was there. So I like it was just ready to intake potential connections yeah. that only really exist in my head. But mm. that's real to me. For sure. I mean, man, like, damn, it, it, gets, it gets kind of annoying when I'm looking at, uh, you know, like numbers, uh, synchronistic numbers or just numbers that are all the same. Like one Angel numbers, numbers, yeah. Numbers, yeah. It's just like, I'm like, all right, I've been seeing a bunch of numbers that I've, and then like just without thinking about it, right? And then I'm like, okay, now I'm thinking about it and then I can't stop thinking about it because I'm like, mm -hmm. I want to see the numbers because I want to see the signs. I want, I want to be convinced or convince myself that I'm being guided, you know? And it's like kind of like wanting because it gives it like that sense of like, oh, it's a bit magical, you know? And then you like, you see like, oh, it's a one, 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 six right now. But if I, you know, six minus one equals five and then you minus five from like four and then you get another one. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a side, right? <laughs> but no, it's, it's, yeah, we just kind of convince ourselves these things or we look out for the things that kind of fit the pieces of the puzzle that we're trying to make uh -huh. uh, that we want to see in a way. And but, but also it's the experience that we create for ourselves in a sense. And, you know, it can be beneficial for sure. Like you can derive so much, so much beneficial knowledge from the things that you want to see in the world if like to an extent right you if you keep doing it where you've extracted all the knowledge that you need to know about and, and you keep kind of probing into it and there's nothing more left to be discovered then it can be kind of it can keep uh keep you in stagnation because there's nothing else to take from it right yeah and you just keep trying to look for things but besides that point it's just um it's interesting stuff. So tell me uh, about school, bro. Okay, well, what do you want to know? Well, what are you doing in school, man? All right, well, I'm in year 12. I'm in the final countdown of the HSC year. So we had our trials recently, which is like the second most important exam in a sense, it's kind of like the practice exam to the big final exams. 
it's like this the simulation of the final exams okay well let, tell me about like is your graduate you're gonna graduate soon right yeah so is your graduation is that like leading you to something else do you have like another phase like ready to go once you're here yeah okay yeah yeah no because that was a boring shit <laughs> it's because honestly like the thing about school uh, there are there's some interesting things but you know it's just the generic stuff so yeah i mean i don't know if i want to go straight away to uni but i'm thinking i want to travel but then it comes into the the prospect of money like you, you need to get money to travel there yeah. Uh, but I mean, it'd be hella cool if I could travel and earn money at the same time. I think that would be pretty awesome. But Dude, that's like, like my goal too. Mm, well, would you want to travel around uh, the country that you're in, or just the local area? <clears throat> well, yeah. I mean, spending a year in Thailand really kind of, in my own heads, like opened up the world and like the possibilities of opportunities I could potentially go find. Um, you know, again, part of like podcasting and like putting stuff on the internet is for me, I ha I'm incredibly patient. Like I'm not trying to be like, let me get a bunch of ads and make an income. Though I recognize that it would be beneficial to be able to have income not tied to a geographic location. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Um, there is a big movement of that, of like uh, self-employment and people getting online businesses or yeah, making their own money. Right. From home. Um, yeah. But you said you might go to uni. Yeah, potentially. Like the reason I say I might is because my passions are not like I want to explore what I find passionate in the world so that I can more solidify what I want to do with my life. Mm -hmm. And I am to say, like, I don't have that solidified idea right now. And if, which means that there's not a uni course that I'm just like, I really want to do that. You know, and, and I have an option of like, if I am to go to uni, I think I'd want to do psychology, at least theoretically, because I like the prospect that I can bring in, you know, my the practices of, of observing the mind and how the mind functions as well yeah. into what I'm studying at university. So that, and that's something that I do just kind of out of interest. But I, I think the actual uni course would have so many other aspects to it, which I'm not familiar with or that I'd have to work really hard for. And I don't know at this moment if I am ready to commit to that amount of effort for something that I'm not sure if I really want to put the effort in. Right. That makes sense. Totally. So it's a bit of a, it's kind of like something that I feel I need to give myself time. Yeah. Before I develop the full answer as to, okay, I want to do this or that, which is why I think just, even if I'm not traveling, even if I'm just spending like half a year or a year, you know, just doing what I want to do and trying new things then that will give me the platform to explore these ideas and these passions yeah and i definitely think that spending time like you just said with your passions exploring that like having a little bit 
more freedom than you would if you were like a full-time uni student, right? In order to, like you said, figure out like, okay, like I want to do all this shit I care about and then I'll just go with it with the knowledge that maybe, maybe not, this will lead me to feeling more confident and ready to be like, dope, I've spent a year chilling, I made a little bit of money, not enough to travel, but now I'm like, now I'm like itching to like learn about the mind in the classroom, yeah. right? I could totally understand that, you know, for me, I went to uni just, just like ignorant, just because it was the next phase. What did um, you do? So I started studying education and I went to a super small school, which I didn't realize it at the time was incredibly expensive. And uh, I just, like I was saying about school earlier, like I just didn't want to put in the effort for this, for these classes. Like, but you know, I was so caught up in like, I was happy to be out of my parents' house. I was in the, in the dorms, right? I was, I had this new community. I was smoking weed. I was like partying. Right. And (laughs) in this, in the social aspect. Yeah, totally. And, and, you know, the thing that I just, I couldn't see was like the amount of money that I was spending to be there. Yeah. And how my actions didn't match with, you know, that hole being dug for my, for me financially. Um, And so I almost, I failed a whole semester my soft, my second year uh, because I just wasn't going to class. I wasn't doing my homework. I didn't just, I just didn't care. And so that was this huge wake up call where I kind of had this moment where I had to realize like, you know, a big part of me was so ashamed to admit to anyone else in my life that I had been making choices I wasn't proud of. Right. Yeah. That, I was that. really afraid of what other people's opinions about that would be because I felt ashamed. I felt really fucking stupid. I felt like, how? What the fuck was I doing? Like, how did I do this? Like, you know, in high school, I had never letting myself get that. Not caring. Like, yeah. you know, I could get a B, no problem but combined with freedom, all this new parts of life, which was my first experience ever not living with my parents, which, you know, I think could have been beneficial for me to just move into an apartment with my fucking friends for six months. Like you were just saying, just to like see what life is and not continuously, right? I went to like, 16 grades straight through no stops like that was so heavy on my experience of reality in a way right like my identity was a student yeah yeah right Uh, yeah no i'm getting getting more of an idea now what you meant by you know how much being a student has impacted you yeah but i mean talk more about the lessons that you learned in that experience because even even though you went through that time and that financial kind of pitfall and just realizing like, holy crap, I have responsibilities to take care of myself and 
all these different things, which I'm going to experience soon after I finish high school and I'm 18 and ready to leave home. You know, that's a whole new world that I've got to explore myself. But yeah, talk about your experience then. With yeah. So, so basically I, <clears throat> after that second year, I was like, oh shit, do I go back? Do I drop out and just try something new? Uh, and basically I decided to go back. I, when I go back, I was kicked out of the education program by my school. And so, you know, I'm starting my third year, you know, technically like halfway through this degree. And now I don't have a major anymore. They like, they had like taken it away from me. And so basically my decision from that point was, all right, well, I basically made the choice. Like, I don't want to leave because I'm already in this hole. I think it's better for me to just dig a little bit more so that I will be able to take the actual exit and I'll walk out of here with a piece of paper, yeah. which is all it is. Um, but what that endeavor really showed me was like it, it it gave me a new perspective on how i wanted to put myself to work because now i'm studying business i don't really care about business but it was the quickest way for me to graduate so there was this big shift from like partying yeah i'm in college i'm going to be a teacher then that you know fell away and then i'm like okay my way out is through this next avenue that it doesn't give me passion, but that is an opportunity for me to show myself what I am capable of by just like, I can do it. I can fucking do this work. Like I can take an accounting class. I can take business, whatever, like, and that it was interesting because it was less about the education I was receiving because it was very generic. It was very, Ugh, I like roll my eyes thinking about the business classes I took now, but that was like me, you know, those two years were a little like vision of like what life is, right? Like it's all just like little microcosms that we can expand bigger that all hold those lessons just like tarot, right? Like, basically hey like you know why you're here you have that end goal you have a lot of friends this is your community you're comfortable here and you can just do this work and so that was just a perspective that i didn't have those first two years you know when i was 18 and 19 i was and so in a way that was kind of like the dividing line between two different chapters of my life. Mm. Me kind of still being a student. And then I had this moment of like, whoa, like if I'm a student, then I have to like show up. This isn't just who I am. Yeah. I'm a student because I show up to class and I do my homework and I'm enrolled in school. Or like we were talking about before that moment, student was just what I was. Mm. And now it was this choice that I had made. Okay, I got to 
study business now. Like I could have dropped out. That was the first time. Before that, school was just part of what life was. It was exactly the necessary path that I look around. Everyone I know is doing that same thing. So it seems like just the way it is, you know? I mean, that comes into conformity again. But you know, like, I think it's important that you're mentioning how being a student is in university, at least, or, or past you kind of like a it's like a way it's i'm gonna say way of life here but it's kind of like a criteria that you have to fall into with the intention of actually meeting the, those standards mm-hmm. if, if not just going in there and being like i've done this my whole life and so it's going to be so natural but being like okay if i'm going into university and doing these things i've got to put in the work that for the subjects that i'm going to be doing right because i can't just go around and bludge and then expect to go really well yeah but i think with what you're saying before and correct me if it's wrong or if you have anything to add but with how now in your business course that you're doing it's kind of like more of a test of and it's like testing the way that you work and the way that you're learning and the way yeah. that you apply yourself instead of what you're interested in it's more like developing those skills of how you express you know the application of yourself in the working world, mm-hmm. in the world you know, which is like kind of what work is when you apply yourself to mm-hmm. create something or accomplish a goal or kind of formulate a certain project. Yeah, dude, I hadn't really thought of it like that because yes, it was this shift into, okay, like I'm here not because I'm like so passionate about learning this particular knowledge in this area. It was, okay, like, this is, these are skills that I will need to be able to wield at any many multitude of moments throughout my life moving forward, which is, here's a task in front of me, and might not be too exciting, but I know why I have to do it. And I can be in charge of wielding intention, like, not feeling like I'm at the mercy to procrastination or not feeling like there's things outside of my control that are affecting my ability to be the best student I can be. Instead, it was like, okay, Wes, am I going to fucking bitch about this assignment or am I just going to do it? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like either way I have to do it. So what the fuck? Why would I bitch? Uh-huh. Or if I don't want to do it, then why am I here? Yeah. yeah. You could be elsewhere. You could be plumbing the pipes of Sandy's house. Yeah. Kind of crack in, the, in the dungeons, you know. You know, it's, but, you know, it could be so many different places as well. I, you know, as, as I'm just saying, it's a choice. It's a choice that you get to yeah. choose. Welcome to studying, right? And that's it. Well, I mean, that's why, you know, I'm like super interested in hearing your perspective on like, where you're hoping to go in the near term because like uh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the near term like I, I could talk to a certain extent of like very brief goals in the long term but i mean near terms kind of it's like a shocking prospect when i really think about it because for, for so long i've had these i idealized kind of images of what i want to do when i leave school and it's like I'm going to travel, 
I'm gonna go around, meet people, be spontaneous and see what the world brings me, right? And just be a magnet for the experiences that I'm open to. But then I'm like, hold up the reality of Sunny. You gotta work or at least have the sort of income of money. Mm-hmm. You gotta have your peace so you can drive, which by the way, I'm pretty far behind that compared to a lot of people. I'm like, yeah, I don't actually have my peas. I'm still doing L's. Nine hours, well done me. No, yeah, it's like, like <laughs> starting on that, right? Like not even a quarter of the way through. And that's because it's just been focused on so many different things and it's not been something that I've actually prioritized and realized that that is actually an essential part of what I want to do when I leave school. So, so I think like it relates to the way that you're kind of saying, um, or at least like the message that you're kind of getting at in a way or that you can pick up from what you're saying is that you need to prioritize your responsibilities to what you want to do in the world. Like if you want to do something, then you got to be like, okay, I'm going to make these changes so that I can make it happen. So for me, it's like, okay, I've got to find a way to earn money. So I probably won't be traveling around Australia straight straight away, especially without money. And like definitely because COVID right now, we can't go overseas. So that, I mean, global travels bring yeah. other people. Who knows in Australia if the borders will be open or not. So I guess there's kind of that as well. So maybe we'll be stuck in here in New South Wales. I'm not too sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I really want to, if, okay, if I had all the money in the world what, and all the borders are open, I'd want to be traveling around the world and I want to be, I would want to be helping people and learning, learning and teaching at the same time, you know, learning from people that know things and just from, from life itself. Cause there's so much that you can pick up from life. You can pick up so much from someone who isn't even trying to teach you something. Like if someone insults you, for the reason that they, uh, for whatever reason, maybe they're just feeling really shitty and they insult you because that's a reflection of their inner state and how they're feeling on the day, then you can, they can teach you to have the choice to have compassion for them instead of having resentment. And then that elevates you. And they're being a teacher in a way, or like an object for you to, well, not not an object, but they're providing you with an experience Uh to be able to aid in your own transformation. Or like elevation, yeah. or growth, you know. So it's it's so amazing, like how many things, how many people and experiences that can teach you when you really open your eyes and your heart to the possibility of learning and being taught. Which is definitely something that I'm learning as well. Like how to be like, okay, I actually don't know a lot, and there's so much more to learn, and so. I need to be open to learning because otherwise if I just think that I know it all, then it shuts you off completely from learning and you're not going to pick up like anything from, it's just kind of like that ignorant. It's kind of like a form of ignorance because you're just saying, okay, I know everything in the world. No one can teach me anything and I'm not going to be open to anything that anyone says in a sense. And so kind of deconstructing that to be like, okay, actually, I'm going to be open to learning and I know what I know. Okay. It's not just like, you shouldn't devalue what you know. It's like, uh-huh. I know things, but I'm open to the possibility of them either being wrong or the possibility of there being other truths, mm-hmm. which, um, which could play a part in my life. And it's kind of like, to me, I feel like when it comes to the truths that we believe and the things that we 
feel are true, it we should follow what resonates with us because the things that resonate with us or that or that feel true to us are the things that will help us on our paths and the things that we need to believe to perceive the world that is going to most benefit us. Or at least that's what I found in my experience. And I don't think there's like there's so many perspectives, so many different slices to the pizza of the world that mm -hmm. one is better than the other. Like you might see the world from a perspective where it's like penguins are absolutely amazing. And then the other person might be like, but bears are really good. And I don't really like penguins, but neither one of them is better than the other. They're just different ways of seeing mm -hmm. this big canvas of the world. So, yeah, well, dude, it's exactly the phrase that was in my head was never stop learning. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, like, gosh, it's so funny. It's like, duh. But like you were just saying, like, I understand how adults can get to a point where it's like, okay, you know, I've, I did my school thing, right? Now I'm a parent. Now I'm the teacher, right? Like it, it feels like in a general way, we're told like, okay, once you graduate college and you have a few years under your belt in the real world, then you switch into teacher mode, right? Like it's this dichotomy of the world, which is just so not true, right? It's like what I was saying about 30 kids looking at one teacher, like we're all students, you are teacher, right? And what you were saying is like, the homie who says, fuck you as I'm walking down the street is my teacher. Like my little sister is my teacher. Like everyone, right? Again, fuck, like I could never have imagined the way that tarot would <laughs> open up these other veins of the ways that I perceive other parts of my life, right? Well, how did you do that? What, what did it open up for you? And in the ways, because they're cards, right? And was mm -hmm. it the study of the tarot itself or the practice or learning the story of the tarot? I think, I mean, all of that. So I think specifically it's the act of looking at an inanimate object mm -hmm and knowing that first there comes like okay i want to read some cards so i think about something that i care about then i see this inanimate object and then i extract or create or like bridge connections that come up based on you know those three things all coming together so that i like tell myself a lesson that I need to hear. Like, that's so crazy. Like I, based on this thing I just put on my desk, helps me to speak a message to myself or to others that I wouldn't have been able to say or think of Yeah, dude, on, on my own. It's like a tool of, I mean, honestly, we could just go we, like, it, okay. One thing at a time, Sonny. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's like a tool of just uh, expressing the multi-dimensional layers of ourselves yeah. in, into the world. Because, you know, like we we have so many different layers to us, every single one of us. And, and that really bridges into, um, into the depth of what we are. Like you have the ego, kind of like the, 
the person who we believe we are, you know, the mm -hmm. mental concepts and the experiences which we define our lives as, which is just our life, you know, you get it. Uh, yeah. And then we have, so to say, the soul of mm -hmm. the higher self, you know, whatever you really want to call it, but the one who is us, who is just watching it, watching every single thing, yeah, from a bird's eye view, right? Watching every single, the spider on the wall. <laughs> yeah. 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 Watching everything that happens without judgment, with de complete detachment mm -hmm. and just resonating on the frequency of love because it's, it's so high up there, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just watching everything that happens and just taking in this experience because we're literally, we have so many dimensions to, to ourselves when we're watching ourselves experience this life, believing that it's real and <laughs> you know, it's so freaky, it's so cool. It's like we set ourselves up in this world to throw ourselves kind of like in a video game and convince ourselves that we're in the video game when yeah. we're actually playing, right? It's, I know. It's wicked. <laughs> yeah, like I've been thinking about that a lot. Like mm -hmm. the way that, you know, we would, I would walk into a, you know, a, a video game mm -hmm. and be like, okay, this is now my character that I'm playing in this game. So right. I'm in control of it. And what are our goals? Or I don't know if you've ever played Skyrim. That was big a few years back, right? So, but I, I never really played it, but I had a lot of friends who I would like hang out with while they were playing. So again, it was almost different because I was observing that, but I wasn't the one behind the controls, mm -hmm. but I could tell what they wanted to do. And I could tell that it was like, yeah, because you understand the premise of what we're doing, you know you turned on your PlayStation, you know you put in Skyrim, you know that you are picked this character, you've done, you pick up where you left off, whatever skills you've had, however, all that stuff. And it's just like, yo, I wanna play me like I play my fucking Skyrim guy. Like, what the fuck? That's so much more dope. Like, there's so many more skills for us to to hone and discover and wield like there's all this stuff and it's like but i don't want to we we're not the character because we also have a controller in our hand mm. like you were saying we're also that fly on the wall that person who is the observer of us but yet who also is wields some control yeah because the person who watches also is moving their thumbs to control yeah. it. Yeah. But then when we hop, when we like click into the ego fully, we're not thinking about us with the thumbs because we're looking at our feet thinking that this is us doing this, okay. you know? So like when you get so sucked into a video game and you're kind of like, you are the character now. Like you're just so sucked into it that you've completely identified with this and you're like, you forget about every single, like your outside world and you're kind of like, this is my world <laughs> for the time that you're playing the game. But yeah. 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 And like, I don't know. It's really interesting. The game idea because it just feels so like connected to my experience of reality. Like, you know, thinking about the, the programmers of Skyrim uh -huh. who would program all of like the trees, the gopher, whatever, right? All this stuff in the world, but who eventually <laughs> this programmer is gonna be like, okay, 
I put in all of this fucking work to build this world. I see all of these people living and playing in this world that I helped build. I want to be a part of that too, mm -hmm. right? The programmer wants to step into the game so that they can experience what it is they helped build. Mm -hmm. And so when you get yourself into that character, you, you no longer identify with the programmer, right? I'm Wes. I am identified with my character. I don't remember that I'm also the programmer. It's hard for me to remember that I'm also the dude sitting back up in my head watching me, you know, punch my sister when I was really mad when I was 10. Right. Right? Like, whatever. Yeah. That's because, so crazy to me. Yeah, it is. It is. Because it's so, because we can become so accustomed to operating from that place of the ego. It's, mm -hmm. it's like, because when you are in the ego, completely, you're completely consumed. Like, hey, when you are completely consumed by the ego, it's like, you can't see anything else. Mm -hmm. It's like, see from your point of view and every other point of view is either wrong or the lines of what you're saying. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you're angry and you really want to punch someone and someone says, yo, you need to sit down right now because... You know, you're gonna punch them. Well, like, <laughs> you know, not everyone will, but some people. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It's like, um, but but I think practices that really get you into that meditative state, which is kind of like you direct your attention out of your out of your head area and out of the contents of your mind and kind of into more the spacious um, place of your body and, mm -hmm. and where it's like you have an empty mind. Or like you're you're not attached to the things that happen in your mind, and that's what I mean by the meditative state. Yeah. And in, in that state, it's so much easier to have a bird's eye view of what is going on, or or at least have more control and not react to the way that you feel or the way that you might be perceiving the world, because you can observe that perception of the world from a place of detachment when you're in that state mm -hmm. of being, um, of just observing the things that are in your mind and not being attached to any of it. And yeah. and people have so many ways to get into that state. Like some people draw, some people play music, some people dance, ice skate, garden. Freestyle rap. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, make necklaces. And yeah. and even meditating, you know, that's it, that's literally the, like one of the main one of the re, one of the tools that is used to get in that those states as well. So like there are ways, there are ways, but it depends how much you want to experience that mood of detachment um, in your everyday life and how important that is to you. It doesn't have to be like, it's like, if you really want to, if you, it's like, it kind of links into how we were saying, what are your priorities and what do you want? What are your responsibilities that you want to prioritize? Like, yeah. do you want it to be a main part of your life that you experience? Or is this kind of something that you don't really, you feel like you don't really need to experience right now. And you have a bunch of other stuff that mm -hmm. you really want to focus on. Yeah, true. Dude. Yeah, that's such a good way of putting it. Yeah, I mean, like... Yeah, let's talk about... When did your journey start? As in delving more into these concepts of... Uh, like, when did you start questioning more of the stuff that was going on in the world? more of these instead of just buying into the constant uh, mm -hmm. 
mainstream way of life or the way of thinking, you know, of consumerism and capitalism. Yeah, honestly, basically like two years ago. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm 27. So when I was 20, I started, I got into this really long relationship that was super tumultuous and and like it was good at the time, right? And that, and this was right after I had gone back to, to uni to study business. So right when I go back with this new mindset of like, okay, like, you know, it was as if I was like, okay, I'm gonna tackle this, like I have to go to work instead of this is my major. I mean, that was kind of a shift in how I looked yeah. at it. But then this relationship, you know, started blossoming at the same time. And so I think that, really became like the focal point of how I was looking at my life, which was, ooh, I don't know if, if I wanna marry her, so, let, so I'm gonna break up with her. And then blah, blah, blah. But then I go back and then, ah, uh-oh. So it was just like this back and forth with me unsure about like, you know, it was like I wanted freedom, but then I was like afraid that I wasn't going to be able to control myself if I gave myself that much freedom. Right, yeah. So. So then I would like run back to this relationship because it felt grounding mm -hmm. because she had some more like confidence and a better understanding of like what she wanted for her life. Mm -hmm. So because I was witnessing her assurity in her path, it felt like, oh, okay, well then if we're together, then I can also be assured. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it felt like she always had something that I lacked. But then when when we would get very intertwined, I felt like, ooh, this relationship lacks some of the authenticity that I know I've found when I've been by myself. So I'm gonna go yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, like, two and a half years ago we finally broke up and that's you know a month after that i decided to go to thailand okay. and then that and then basically i had like 10 months in the states before i was going to leave so like i was going to save up money i quit my job and went to work at a restaurant waiting tables because yeah. that just felt better like I was like telemarketing basically, which sucked. But anyway, that, yeah, that like wake up, which was like, okay, this relationship isn't the answer for me having a good life. Okay. Glad I got that straightened out. And then also like, hmm, I want to go pursue things that I have no idea about. Right. Cool. Because everything had been in, at least in some way, adjacent or similar to something else i had already experienced right yeah yeah i can so you know like linked sorry what like linked in subject at all or kind of yeah 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 i mean like you know i had an opportunity you know kind of living from my resume and like you know wherever i was at always seeing like well there are like three or four steps i can take from here yeah. that are directly related because I thought <laughs> again, like school, like everything is this progression, this linear progression of like, well, here I've worked a job 
being an advisor. So now I'm going to get another advising job. Hopefully it'll pay better because that will mean my life's improving. Right. Uh, and so honestly, like going to Thailand was where I like gave myself enough space without judgment because every part of that lifestyle was new to me that that was a space that was easier for me to fill with intention with new shit that i feel will help me progress in a way that i wouldn't be able to without adding in this new uh endeavor or perspective or practice or idea and so really what that involved was me tuning in more closely to my horoscope with with astrology which uh was also combined with incredibly close friendships those friendships a few of them uh we did some tarot which i had never experienced in my entire life oh yeah and so that experience was i only experienced tarot for maybe three three separate occasions through relationship mm -hmm. i think that was incredibly powerful friendship um, relationship or specifically friend friendship friendship um and gosh i mean it is crazy like it it, it feels like i've held this perspective on life for forever but it truly has been very recent um and i think when i broke out of that mold cut out the relationship left america came here found community which was so powerful and and then kind of realized like huh like there's not the same like rules here that I always, that was always like the premise from which I lived my life, which was like, I feel like I was born on a ladder and my job of living life was to just climb the ladder. That's just like this, the striving for success, right? Like you get a hundred thousand dollars a year and then you get $200,000 a year and then you're good enough. You know, you get a high paying job and then you're good enough. Get a big house and then you're good enough. It's kind of like that striving, it ain't going to feel nothing. It ain't going to feel any void. But yeah. And there's, well, there's no end to the next level that you can see. Mm. Right? Like, I get a million dollars. Oh, well, but if I had two million, think of what I could buy or, yeah. or, think of who I could help. I mean, same thing, like definitely like the pursuit of money is not some type of, I just want to take care of me and my kids. Mm -hmm. Though I think that is very common. I think for me, like my new perspective, you know, post school, like, you know, during Corona, like, all of like the ways that 
that life has progressed, like it's an opportunity to uh, actually understand like, you know, if I had never kind of stopped the normalcy of my life and gone to Thailand, well then COVID would have stopped it. Like I was working at a restaurant, like shit would have been like way different. Right. That's what this is. That's what COVID is providing to so many people. Yeah. Like it's providing a stop, a stoplight on the big machine of like the everyday life of the Western world, pretty much of just mm -hmm. the modernized society of just kind of like, you need to be in a rush every single morning to go to your job, get some money, get home, do whatever you do when you get home. And then turn on your TV. Yeah. <laughs> watch go. the ads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be like, oh, I want to buy that new shampoo because it says it's extra frizzly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, you know, might eat a bunch of ice cream, some pizza. Pizza. Go to bed. You know, pizza's good. But uh, you know, every, every now and then, it's good. It's good. Um, Agreed. Yeah. And then you go to sleep, wake up, go back to your job. But COVID did provide a big stop on that for a lot of people, for everyone, you know, in the world. Uh, for a lot of people just to have a perspective of slowing down and noticing the community around us and how to be more holistic in the way we live. Yes. Granted is like completely opposite to the direction of how life has been as in we've consumed so much of just being like, let's click a button and then I get groceries at my door instead of like actually growing them because it's it will the world we live in it's so fantastic and it's technology that we can do that but it's not environmentally efficient on a large scale and it's not going to be eventually like there are, there are so many people working towards solutions for that because it is a known issue right yeah but that's what this has brought as well to the table as much as like in the positive light of things it has brought this perspective of need to take care of the things that are closer to home and valuing the things that you have with you and kind of making that environment a little bit more friendly and hospitable no it's hospitable yeah that's good hospitable yeah oh. that's good all right okay okay cool Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think like yeah i don't know like a while back a year ago two years ago mm -hmm. i didn't see my life <laughs> as like like i was saying earlier like an amalgamation of skills mixed with jobs places opportunities communities to practice helping out to practice speaking to to write like I don't want to teach English forever but well I'm surely gonna extract the skills and the lessons from this job that are there because because we're still students right like yeah. my job as a teacher was like one of the most fun student experiences of my life yeah, awesome. it's so funny like and yet also it, it's it doesn't have to be like this yeah, I don't know. Like, I look at the idea of career very differently than I think I did before, which was like, 
well, I better pick the right major so that I can have the career that I want. Yeah. Or like, you know, I need to have the internship and the experience so that this corporation will hire me as an employee. Well, how do you feel now? How did that perspective change? What did it change to? Uh, I, I feel like now I look at myself more as like a, what's the word? Like, like, I don't know, like an individual to be, to like pop in and pop out of experience, of helping, of opportunities for service, which obviously I need to find opportunities that provide me with monetary value, of course. Um, but, you know, I think I had this expectation that, okay, now that I am educated, I need to go find a job that matches my new qualifications and that, you know, gives me a better salary, which obviously I'm, I'm not like, I'm not not trying to make money, but that used to be like the forefront of what I was looking for, which was, am I qualified and how much will I get paid? And, and like, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, do you find that, did you find that and do you find that like very constricting at all in, in a way, or at least it kind of neglects all the other possibilities of the things that you could be doing? Because if you are narrowing down, say the job that you want to do, in regards or like like the job that you think that you should do in regards to your qualifications and salary is in is again it being higher than would you say that limits you to the things that you could be experiencing otherwise regardless of profession or salary count? yeah well that's what i found i mean and that's one of the things that i i got from being in thailand which was just what you were saying like this isn't you know, I think for a little while I was like, okay, I need to make a lot of money because I'm in a lot of student loan debt. And I think now I'm not afraid to put myself in a position to do work where my degree isn't a requirement for my employment. Mm, that's good. Because like I want to be doing jobs to just, help me do stuff like you know fuck like not that i want to go be a roofer but like that's certainly i'd learn some shit not that i want to go be a line cook at a restaurant but i'd learn some skills that's for fucking sure right like i don't know and it's like now i'm like well i gotta live but also in terms of you know food bed place to stay that's like obviously a given, but yeah. like now I, I definitely feel much more empowered to create my life. You know, back to like being a student, one thing that was kind of interesting when I thought about it for the first time was that for almost all of my life as a student, when I would wake up, I woke up because I had to get to school by X time. 
Yeah, I still do. Of course. Then when I wake up, all right, fuck, I got to be at work in an hour. Fucking take a shower, blah, blah, blah. Of course, this is what we all do. But especially like being a teacher, my job was so lax in Thailand, which was cool. And then, I don't know, even now I'm back in America. I'm like, I'm like delivering fast food with my car. That's like how I'm making money right now, which is like, tell sure. that to me six years ago. And I'd be like, what are you doing? Why did you even get a degree? Yeah, change of values and you're you're living by what you're saying. You know, you're trying yeah. new things that don't have to do with your qualifications. So you're right. learning skills, you're having different experiences mm -hmm. and you're doing what you need to do obviously to get food, accommodation, water, you know, the basics mm -hmm. and extra cash. Yeah, and like, you know, I think it's like the perspective of like, you know, someone being like, I hope I get my dream job. And I'm kind of like, <laughs> I don't know. To me, that's a that's like a, a way at looking at your employment as like, I hope my external reality makes me happy someday. Oh, it like makes me really sad in a way because I know a lot of people look at life that way as and, in the, it, and it's understandable. Yeah. Okay. As in, as in like the dream job will bring you fulfillment. Yeah. 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 Or that, that will be the thing that will make me happy or that will be the thing that will make all of this worth it. Well, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, like a goal or aim that is so placed on a pedestal nowadays because it was neglected for so long and so many yeah. people do it so it's like do your dream job because not many people do it and when you do it you'll be so much more fulfilled but the thing in that is like again it is in a sense putting that that fulfillment in an external condition which mm -hmm. isn't the way to find it right but you know if you're doing something that you're passionate about it shouldn't be something that you need qualifications for should be able to do what you're passionate about without qualifications you know like unless you depends what it is yeah true true but like surely you could start off with basics right or just like you know getting the because you need qualifications to do more advanced things or maybe yeah. to do a game show or something i'm not sure or reality tv you know uh but that you can practice you know you could make a reality tv with your family and then find that as your passion. And it's a way of finding happiness in that. So I guess uh, expanding on that passion would be kind of what your dream job is, like finding fulfillment in that that expression of your passion and what you're passionate about. But then, then again, it comes down to is happiness and fulfillment found in expressing our passions? And, and again, like this is a huge generalization because certainly I want people to pursue their dream jobs. Like, yeah. of course, but like I see from some, a lot of people in my life. And again, this is obviously just my perspective. I don't know what their internal experience is, but it seems to me that like, <clears throat> it's just that the externalization of like, I mean, it's, it's the thing of like, oh, I want to get to the penthouse Right, like I want to reach the top, like I want all my work to be worth it. Mm. Right, like 
even if you don't love the work that you need to do to get there, I don't know. And it's like, what if that doesn't make you happy, but then you've spent 10 years climbing the ladder to try and get to that point that you think is the whole reason you got into this in the first place. But then what if that doesn't give you the happiness? I think a lot of people would be too uh, worried about all the time they had invested in this individual pursuit that when the goal they thought would fulfill them doesn't, I think a lot of people would be too afraid to walk away from it. Yeah, that, that is such an important note to add. Yeah. That comes down to like the things that you do. It can be so hard. Like if you do a lot and you build a lot of years onto it and so much hope or so much kind of you like promise into the things that you're doing and then you look back and find out that it was not worth the or like it did not meet your expectations or it was mm -hmm. not working into it, then releasing that and letting go can be so hard because that there's the weight of the value that you put into it that you have to let go of if you want to make that. And people yeah. won't do it because it is so difficult. It's such a difficult choice. But that's where change and transformation can come in as well, as hard as it is. Like that's kind of the two sides of the coins as well. Uh, and some people get so attached to their jobs as well. Like, and sometimes they need to. Sometimes it's like you need to do a job that pays really well to pay for you, your family. Yeah, totally. Um, and some <clears throat> people don't have that choice. But yeah, I think that such a tragedy as to, well, I'm saying tragedy here because it can be perceived that way. And that's mm -hmm. like, have to let go of something that you've invested your life and passion into. Mm -hmm. If you let that, then that can that can really bring you into a lot of inner searching and kind of realization that hold on, no matter what I do on the outside, it's not going to really fulfill me. Because if you keep searching on the outside, right, you're kind of neglecting that anything on the inside is not going to fulfill you. Mm -hmm. Like saying that only the outside will will fulfill me and I cannot fulfill myself. And so you always, and since the outside is outside world or external world or material world and the things that we do and the experiences are all transient, they're all changing and they're all ephemeral, they all melt, mm -hmm. right? They're not going to last. So if we neglect that our inner world cannot bring us happiness and we think that the outer world only can, then we'll always be relying on these transient objects and experiences, yeah. which are always changing and in which we always have to move to the next one. So if we have such an experience which goes like just completely eradicates our notion that the outside world is going to bring us fulfillment, such as the one that we just mentioned before, mm -hmm. then we can look inside and make our focus of that and be like, okay, I'm, I can generate this sense of fulfillment from within somehow, mm -hmm. which by means of many different practices that might be, you know, I have not sustained that at all but on my path you know, it's kind of like experiencing that and coming closer to it and kind of uncovering the things which might be blocking me to that uh and and kind of dealing with that and processing through it but yeah like it's i think it's a very big topic the topic of the whole search for happiness or the search for fulfillment and joy and living a life that's kind of like like consumerism it can be like some some parts of consumerism is kind of built on finding happiness through things 
Mm-hmm. Like it's like, oh, totally. Sure, you're going to be way more happier. And it's also built on insecurity, right? Yeah. Like it fades off of people needing to look certain way. Or, you know, like, I don't have any other examples, but, you know, you kind of, it, it's, so yeah, this is a really big topic in the world that we live in. And I guess that's why there's so many different things out there relating to it as well. Um, and I think that the messages that are reverberating across the society are you'll be happier when you have this thing mm. and then also like you're not quite there yet like don't get don't get too comfortable because uh oh do you have this problem we're going to tell you is a problem because we want to sell you a solution. But and before we told you this thing was a problem, you didn't perceive it as that. But now you do. Mm-hmm. And now you think you need a remedy to this thing that never even bothered you in the first place. Exactly. Ugh. It's complete other like mind manipulation and just, you know. So I think, I think in that way that we can recognize what that manipulation is, how much power that has, we can use a similar script on ourselves for our own benefit. Mm. Not trying to sell ourselves a product, but trying to remind us that, yo, you're good. Like, pause, right? Like, Like we're all able to do, where I'm like, I have everything I need, but yet if I feel a part of myself that's not fulfilled or I don't feel as good as I know I can feel. Well, if, if I just think about this feeling and then I just do a quick scan across my world for an answer, the thing I'm going to find is consumerism. Yeah. sure. They have a quick fix for everything. Yeah. Do you think that you can uh, supposedly generate those feelings? without external influence generate what feelings saying it like any feelings that you might be feeling that you lack say you la- like like how can uh the promises that consumerism brings mm. promises can you create those same feelings uh in those areas which you feel you lack from within you know yeah 100 yeah. dude i agree you know i, I Like we can like plug in some of our own programming. Mm. Like we are the coder. Let us not forget that we built this shit. What we just forgot. Yo. Yo. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. The this reality is whack. All right. We are the coders and programmers of our own reality and the way that we perceive our world. And you could pretty much say that the codes and the programs are our beliefs as well. Uh-huh. Like, beliefs shape your reality. If you believe, like, because prejudice can be formed on a belief, and if you have a certain prejudice against a certain whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Dang it. Sonny's phone died here. Um but yeah, we, we definitely have a lot of power to control our beliefs. Um, yeah, we're the coders of our life. Such an interesting idea, right? And I recognize that that's kind of like crazy 
in terms of like the general understanding of reality. Um, certainly not any crazier than some religions, sure. Um, but the reason it's really powerful to me is that it helps affect the actions I take in my life, what I do based on what I believe, based on my belief that I am the coder as well as the gamer, as well as the character in the game. It's it's like there's really not uh, as much separation. There's really not as much duality as, as we perceive there to be. Um, but yeah, sorry that we got cut off, but man, I'm feeling really pumped about this episode. Um, so if you're still here at this point, thank you for listening. Uh, if you don't know me or whatever, follow me on Instagram, on YouTube. I'll have the links in the uh, description below and I look forward to talking with you again. Me and Sonny are definitely going to have some more conversations coming up. Um, and then also go check out Sonny's podcast. We didn't mention it. Obviously we got cut off. Um, Sonny's podcast is the sun choir. Um, you can find him on Instagram there as well. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much guys. I'll be back. Hope uh, you have a great day. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you again. Hello, baby. Thanks for tuning in. Never stop learning. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's not a very good, uh, what do we call it, jingle. But, hey, we're going to explore all of the avenues of what type of creative endeavor this can become. See you again. Peace.